We were designed for deep and intimate connection, but far too often we find ourselves on relational autopilot. You want the marriage you dreamed of, not the marriage that you're settling for. Each week we share personal and professional stories, giving you tools and guidance, empowering you to restore and reimagine the marriage you always wanted. Welcome to the Thrive Marriage Podcast. So we've been in this month about sexuality and uh, Tracy, you and Mark have had some conversations. Beth and I have had some conversations. And then we talked with Julie Slattery about uh, the idea of mortgaged sexuality. And so today we want to wrap up this month uh, with a few thoughts of some some conversations that we would uh, either recommend or invite couples who are listening to have with regard to sex and sexuality in their marriage. And these are, um, we've said all along, right? This is, this is really sacred territory. This is, this is landscape of a personal life and a marriage life that really needs to be handled with tenderness and care and still pursued with intention. Um, so these conversations that we'd like to invite you all to have, our listeners, uh, really do so uh, with a posture of kindness, a posture of curiosity, uh, and a posture of like, what might God still have for us here? Um, so Tracy, let's dive in. Let's dive in. So, you know, it may be that you're, that, that when you think about the mortgage sexuality, that there's so much that's owned by other things that, that you just have this internal, no, like this is just, nope, I don't want to go there. And, um, and I guess, you know, I, I think I would invite individuals like individually, if you know, like, if that's where you are, would you, do you know why? Is that something that you have even been able to talk about with your spouse? Because we're talking about, can we move these around just a little bit um, so that you're not so stuck? And so I think that would be a question, you know, are you aware of why you have this internal no? And if not, could you look, would you be willing to think about it? If you are aware, have you shared that with your spouse? Is that something that the two of you can talk about? And, and maybe you're the spouse of somebody that you just sense their no. And, you know, what have you done with that? Have you given up? Are you angry? You know, what would it look like to sort of recommit and go again in a more gentle way um, to, to try and just open the door to what, what's going on there, what has, what has been mortgaged um, and what, what would it even begin to look like for the two of you to start to buy that back? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the important thing there, I think is the invitation to the conversation, not a move directly from no to full on yes. Well, that can't happen. That can't happen. It's just, it wouldn't even be kind. The no was there for a reason. Another conversation that might be good for some couples is for those couples who find themselves where it's, uh, it's not a no and it's not a full on yes, that there's somewhere in the in-between and it's almost like meh, like uh, our sex life is okay. We're just kind of floating. We're just in the in-between. Um, yes, there is some sex and sexuality, but there's not a deep sense of connection. It's not something that we do with intention. It's more coming out of a place of we've come to, to like be in a pattern or in a rhythm 
that is suitable for us. It is sufficient. And it's just, it's just not, it's not the full on, like, I like, I want to fully express my love to you and be with you and be vulnerable with you. It's just kind of come to the place of this middle ground. It's not a no, but it's not a full on yes. It almost feels dutiful as you're describing it. It's like, like, I got to clean my bathrooms this week. So, so, you know, I think Dan Allender talks about that what that duty is the absence of desire when we begin to just be dutiful. And I feel like that's what you're describing. Right. And I think I, I can't tell you how many people I have heard say that phrase just a moment ago, you said, we should probably have sex. That this is probably something that we should be, you know, doing as a married couple and not, and not just avoiding or, or, or whatever. Um, but it's, uh, yeah. So I love that. I love your comparison to cleaning the bathrooms. <laughs> like, you know, grocery store, bathrooms, laundry, sex, question mark. Yeah. That, that feels like not a yes. It's not a no. It's just right. somewhere in the middle. Floating. Um. Well, and so moving out of that, I, you know, I think we end up in sort of a, uh, you know, what would it look like to, to dare just a little bit? Like, dare I, dare we, what would be, what would be more? What would it look like to risk for more? And um, when I think about that, I, I think I start to really think about the category of arousal and, um, individually like starting to to be more present to what is arousing for you um dare you put words to that um dare you share those words with your spouse um and invite them into something there so you know that that would feel daring um uh and, and then I, you know, like whatever else, I think even just that dare we, if you would just sit and begin, you know, what's immediately. Just to say the word dare with right. regard to sex in your marriage, that's, that's a huge, a huge movement. And I think, you know, going back to the previous category, right, of, the, of that, just kind of floating that duty uh, in, in combination with the dare, like what is, what is helpful about staying in that floating space, Right. Where what is helpful to you as a as a person as a couple that you don't want to dare that you've given up you've just settled into this dutiful sexual kind of relationship and you don't want to dare um, that's a great conversation to have something to reflect on but then also what would it look like for you to dare is what we're asking um, just what is daring what feels arousing and I you know in all of these things and this is. This is, I think, what is so true to who we are and, and what we believe about how transformation and how change happens for individuals and then inside your marriage. It's like, what is the story? What is the story of your sexuality? And what, is, what are the stories around sex? Um, because, because those inform all of these other things that that are happening. And, and I, I believe that change is dependent ultimately like kind change that comes from someplace deep inside of your core is going to come from having explored the stories 
mm-hmm. that that each of you hold individually, and and probably even some of the story that that you've started to live out with one another that that maybe needs you know some restoring. Mm-hmm. And that is what we're talking about with regard to kind of um, <clears throat> buying back some of that sexual property, right? That mortgage sexuality, how is, it, how is it repurchased? How is it reclaimed? And what we're saying is <clears throat> it's coming from the reclaiming of the stories. It's coming from the restoring of those past stories into a story you actually want to live into this is how I actually want to be, not because of what has been done to me or where I have been, but these are the choices that I have of how I'd like to actually pursue life. That's the reclaiming, that's the repurchasing of, uh, of those mortgaged areas of our sexuality. And inside all those categories, I think ultimately we're saying like, will you, will you dare to own the stories that you're living out in, in whatever fact that's looking like for you? Well, with that, we would like to end this podcast today. Uh, and uh, just let uh, all of you listeners know that we are going to take a month off. We are going to bless you with the blessing of time and space and not add more content to your world in December. Uh, and then we are going to come back at the beginning of the year uh, with full anticipation and ready to continue helping you thrive in your marriage. So thank you for listening. Uh, we are going to take just a little bit of a holiday uh, for December and want to bless you with space and time and uh, the opportunities, hopefully, for you to go pursue the conversations in your relationship with your spouse that you've been wanting to have all year long. Please go have them. I love that. I love that. And when I think about Advent, I think about it is, it is, it is a time of expectancy. What better month to hope for something more, to imagine, to wait, to have expectant conversations. I hope people do that too. Well, we will see you back on the Thrive Marriage Podcast in January. Thanks for listening to the Thrive Marriage Podcast. As we take a break this month, we would love it if you could take a minute and just share some ideas with us. What would you like us to cover? What are some of the topics in your marriage that you struggle with the most? And you would love to hear us digest some of that here on the podcast. Well, you can go over to RestoryLabs.com and right at the top on the menu bar is a contact page and you can go there and just share some of your thoughts with us. It's as easy as that. We would be so appreciative. And if you've enjoyed the first season, the first few months of the Thrive Marriage Podcast and have not left a review yet on Apple Podcasts, Podcast, we would also so appreciate it if you take a minute and do that. Share this with your friends, other couples that you think would be encouraged by just hearing real and raw conversation, both personally and professionally, all designed to help your marriage thrive. We will see you in January and hopefully we'll enter 2021 in a really different light than we've concluded 2020. Have a great December.